0: hey there let's be real it is i erica in case you have forgotten who i am because you know it's been quite a while survived the winter we're heading into summer You guys, I went back to school in January and I started a master's program and all of the work that it took has me so excited for like summer break again. I remember that feeling of like, yes, I'm done, but summer is oh so short. So I had a wonderful opportunity to get started in a master's program of biblical studies and got four classes done. I don't think I knew what to expect going in. It was Definitely more work than maybe I had hoped for, but worth every minute so far and learned learned a ton. A lot of work, a lot of stress trying to get an old brain back into the world of education and writing papers. <laughs> there might be some of you out there that actually really love to write and write papers. Uh, it's not really me. And luckily, one of the very first classes I had to take was uh, writing research class because I forgot how to cite, how to note, how to do bibliographies, like all the things. So that was a wonderful practice. One of the things that I want to talk to you guys about was just an impactful part in that same writing and research class. We had a big paper, obviously, to practice our writing, and we had to pick from a couple passages to really dig into the historical, the cultural, the literary context, and then pick apart the passage as to what it means, how does it apply, what is the significance? And I chose Psalm 1. From my list of options. It was a very fun process for me. I learned so much and I've always enjoyed Psalm 1. So I figured, hey, I like this one. Why not learn a little bit more? Because maybe I don't really know what I'm looking at. I'm going to read to you real quick Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yield its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So some of the things that I learned about Psalm 1 in this study and writing process is Psalm 1 and 2 are actually one Poem written together as an introduction to all of the rest of the psalms that follow. The rest of the psalms that follow are divided up into five separate books. If you think about it, the psalms are written all throughout different times of history. They cover a span of eight hundred years. So the context behind each individual psalm is going to be different. The cultural context may not be the same between all of them so it takes a little bit maybe of extra work of understanding which is which which is why so many of the psalms have little titles at the top so you can figure out wait who is writing this one what's going on in the time when they wrote this why are these things being thought and put out there and psalm one and two are the introduction as to all of the compilation of all of these poems the point being they're saying this author writing these introductory chapters one and two is saying, "Hey, blessed is the man, blessed is the person who is going to choose a life living rightly." And he does it through a negative means by saying, "Don't do this, don't do this, don't walk in the counsel of the wicked, don't stand in the way of sinners, don't sit in the seat of scoffers, but instead make a conscious personal choice that each of us all have the ability to make." To delight in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. And then it's showing, if in the positive, if you do this, then you are like a tree planted by streams of water. And it goes on. And there's so much about this one chapter that we could talk about. But what I want to bring before all of us as let's be real listeners today is how are we doing meditating? on the law of the Lord and finding delight in it. How are you doing? Is your delight in the law of the Lord, like the thing that gives you pleasure, joy, peace, is it the word of God? Now, these Psalms are meant to be read and sung together like in the temple, in corporate worship. That's sort of the context behind these writings. These were things that were part of the culture of the people at all of the times is that they would come together and recite and sing and do this together. It was part of just the fabric of their culture. We don't really do that so much. We sing together at church, but it may not be part of our everyday existence and culture to sing these songs, to repeat them, regurgitate them all day, every day, to meditate day and night. The word meditate there is this Hebrew word haggah, and it means to kind of like murmur under your breath all day long, The idea that you're supposed to do it day and night is kind of pointing to the fact that in order to avoid these negatives that were listed, this lifestyle maybe of the wicked versus that of the righteous, it is to be delighting on the law of the Lord, which looks like meditating on it day and night, reciting it under your breath all day, every day. Have you ever gone through a period of life where you have worked really hard on memorizing scripture and it does require this constant repeating, otherwise you're going to forget it. (laughs) I was working on a bigger passage for a while and it required like almost all day, every day, when my brain had a spare moment to think about anything else. Okay, I got to try that again, try that again, try that again. All day. That was the only way for me to actually memorize it and learn it and remember it. And it really did impact my life and my day. But I will tell you that that was, you know, one one period of time that I can think of recently and there were others, but this this is not my norm. Reciting and regurgitating and remembering and meditating on particular passages of scripture. How about you? Is the law of the Lord the reference here being to our Old Testament readers, the Torah, the rules, the instructions actually, the instructions that God had given them, they were to meditate on those day and night. But even furthermore, they're pointing out this book, this compilation of all of these poems, these songs, these laments, there's so many different purposes for each of these chapters in the book of Psalms. They're like these, meditate on these day and night kind of like here's your hymnal almost. Here is your collections to sing, to memorize, to carry with you all the time. So let's be real question, how how are you doing when it comes to meditating on the law of the Lord? In the world that we live, I am guessing that that's a pretty big struggle and challenge for most of us to really truly meditate on it, think about it, carry it with us day and night. And quite honestly, We can actually do pretty well at one point in time and not so well at other points in times like seasons. They come and go. They change. We're motivated. We really desire it. We dive in and it lasts for a time and it doesn't always stick. But then I think the follow-up question to that is, is that our delight? Do we delight in the law of the Lord? Is that where we find so much peace and joy? I think it's one of those circular questions, chicken and egg questions. That if we do meditate day and night, we will begin to delight in it. And then it'll cause us to want to continue and just, you get it, the circle, the cycle. But it can be so hard to get started sometimes and to get into that cycle. So, my question for me, for you today is Do you meditate on the law of the Lord? Is it your delight? If not, what is, what do you meditate on day and night and what is your delight? I'll be honest, the thing that I probably meditate on day and night the most is my to-do list. I mean, that is what is almost always continually going through my head. Oh, I got to do this. 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 It really does work better if I just write it down and I don't have to keep thinking about it. I can just go to the list. But I do meditate on that. And I'm such a list checker. It, is, it does delight me when I get the things done. Like I feel good about it. Like I accomplished something. I did something. I got all of the necessary things done. Some things that are necessary, some things that aren't. And for me, I find some pleasure in that at times. And other times, it's, the list can be really annoying. Like I don't want to have to do these things, but I have to do these things because this is life. I spend most of my day thinking so much about that to-do list that that is what my brain remembers. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Like what we meditate on, what we think about is what we remember. As I even sat down this morning to read over some of my Psalm 1 notes that were only written a few short months ago, I was like, wow, I already kind of forgot some of this stuff. Like, yeah, because you didn't continue to meditate on it. I was very motivated in learning about Psalms and the purpose of the book and the collection of Psalms to really be singing them and meditating on them. I was very motivated to jump into the Psalms. I don't, haven't spent a ton of time in the Psalms in the past. I'm like, ah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to slowly but surely work my way through the Psalms and really meditate on them. That's the purpose of this book. But I haven't. <laughs> in all honesty, I have not. I can have a lot of intentions. I bet you can relate. And motivation and drive and desire, a true heart's desire to do it in the moment. But then when it comes time to make that choice, to sit down and to meditate and to slow down and to choose to delight in the law of the Lord over my to-do list or my meal planning or my social media scrolling or the activities of my children, keeping up with them. There are so many other things that I choose to meditate on every morning when I wake up, instead of in the law of the Lord. So my encouragement to all of us, especially as we're heading into this summer, where sometimes things slow down, and sometimes things, quite honestly, can be a little bit more crazy, depending on the season of your life that you're in. Can I encourage all of us to take this summer as an attempt to sit before the Lord and meditate on his law day and night. Memorize some scripture that requires you to keep saying it to yourself all day long, just to even remember it. Let us work on remembering that, then our kids' schedules, our shopping lists, our to-do lists, and the next thing we want to (laughs) buy. Like, Let this be where our head goes, what our brain tries to remember and to carry with us every day. So I actually have a transitional challenge for you. Would you join me in memorizing 1 Peter chapter 1? This is a passage that I've memorized in the past and because of, no longer meditating on it, have definitely forgotten it, but want to recommit it to memory for a number of reasons. It is like crazy theology rich, but also... Coming up, September 22nd to the 24th is the fifth annual Let the Women Retreat weekend, and we are going to be spending our time in First Peter. And this is what we're going to be studying. I mean, there is so much packed into First Peter, even just chapter 1, that it, I know it will be a blessing and a great opportunity for growth and for learning. So one... Come and join us. I have additional rooms this year. We have more spots for more people. Registration opens June 15th. A couple different ways you can find out information. You can go to the website, ericamconnor.com. You can follow the Let the Women Retreat account on Facebook and Instagram or the Erica M. Connor account. I will share things to that too, also on Instagram and Facebook. Registration goes live June 15th. It's gonna be a little bit different this year than it has in the year past. You're going to sign up with roommates. So if you have a friend or someone that you want to come with you, you're going to sign up together and your room will not be confirmed until both deposits of $50, non-refundable deposit. Hold your room. That will confirm your room. You're going to select the building. You're going to select the room and you're going to select a roommate and all that information of how to look at the floor plans of the buildings and the buildings themselves. That's all on the website already. So go take a look, start planning ahead. If you're like, I want to come, but I don't have a roommate. That's okay. We can help pair you if you need it. If you say, well, I want to come, but I don't want a roommate. Well, that's fine too, but there is going to be an upcharge for you to have a room by yourself. Otherwise, all rooms require a two-person minimum. There are some bigger ones that have a four-person minimum for those as well. So take a look. Shoot me a message by email, erica at ericamconner.com, through social media if you have any questions, but keep your eyes open for June 15th. The retreat is September 22nd to the 24th, a Friday through a Sunday in Williams Bay at the Conference Point Center like it has been the years in the years past. More immediately, however, this coming Sunday, June 4th, I will be leading, emceeing, whatever you want to call it, a video study by Chrissy McClellan called Jesus and Women. This will be my third time. It is so good I really, really love it. I find delight in this study. It is so much depth into the interactions between Jesus and women in the stories of the Gospels. Now, this study is not just for women, however. This information is great for everyone. So grab your guy, tell the guys in your life, tell the teens. I've done this in a women's group. I've done this in a young ladies, college age, high school, college age group. They loved it. And this time I'm like, you know what? This isn't just information for women. This is about Jesus. Uh, It would be really great to have some men join us. This is an open group, all ages. It's seven weeks video study. I will post the registration link in the show notes so that you can join us. I will post my website with the retreat information also in the show notes order your book, come and join us. It's seven weeks video and then discussion time after that. And if you can't make every week, fine. I get it. It is summer. It is hard. We are busy. We are traveling. We're doing all the things, but just because it's summer doesn't mean that we stop engaging in community and that we stop learning and growing together and diving into the word of God together. So do try to make that a priority in whatever way you can in your life. But if you're able to join me in for this group, I know you will love it. And if you can't make all the weeks when you order your book, it comes with video access. So you can watch those videos for the weeks that you've missed on your own and then come join us when you are able. One last plug. There is a group that I've been introduced to called Poor Bishop Hooper. I'm going to link it in the show notes. It's a husband and wife team that took three years – to write one song every week for the book of Psalms. Each chapter they have put to music. So if you need or are looking for a way to meditate on the law of the Lord, this is something that I'm gonna be committing to this summer is to be listening to, they have a playlist, they have an album you can buy. All of the Psalms are put to music. Now, they are not necessarily word for word, but they are the concept and the message And most of the words in each chapter, and they're beautiful and just a great background music to have on in the car, in the house. So a couple things. Commit with me, would you, in using the summer to really meditate on the law of the Lord, to dig into scripture and possibly memorize, and if so, memorize 1 Peter chapter 1 with me. Come and join us at the retreat if you are able. If you are not, how about this coming Sunday, seven weeks, Jesus and Women, June 4th, it gets started. And if you can't do any of those, listen to the playlist. I will post it as well. Poor Bishop Hooper, buy the album. Support this husband and wife team that are doing really amazing things and work on meditating on the law of the Lord and ask yourself as you go throughout the day, what am I spending my time meditating on? What is it? After a long hiatus, I know my goal is to be back with you continually this summer on a consistent basis. And we'll see what happens in the fall when school starts up again. I don't know, but my heart is for you. I am praying for all of you. I'm just going to pray for all of us as we really take the opportunity to evaluate our hearts and come before the Lord in prayer and ask for the Holy Spirit to illuminate in us what it is that we really meditate on every day our own pleasure, our own desires. Or him, Father God, we just thank you so much for all of the gifts that you have given us. And it is so easy to live this life wrapped up in the gifts that we have all around us. They are blessings and we delight in them, but we don't always remember where they come from. We don't always meditate on the fact that we only have these things in our life because of you. And Lord, sometimes life is really hard and we don't want to remember why these things are happening and why there is such a challenge. But God, we just ask for your help as we move forward this week, as we move into our summer, this busy time that you help illuminate in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives what it is that we daily meditate on. If it's our jobs, if it's our finances, if it's our family, if it's just trauma and struggle, God, would you help show us what those things are in our lives that take up capacity of our mind? that might make it difficult to trust in you and to continually place our faith in you. God, would you show us those things that are taking up residence in our mind more than you? God, call us to repent of that and confess that to you, to let it go and to refix our mind on you and to daily make that choice to be a tree planted in streams of water right there, intentionally placed by you where our roots can grow deep, to meditate on your word, every day, day and night. It's a lofty calling. And God, we know that we need your help to do it. And we pray and ask for all of these things in your name, Jesus. Amen.